Hey, listen to Commander Hookup Podcast, episode 127. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to kick off part one of our two-part set review for M20. Now hit our theme so Shit, I had it, and then I <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I had it, too. Oh, man. You should oh. leave that in. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I had it. Okay, let's try again. Let's try again. Hey, listen to Commander Hookup Podcast, episode 127. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to kick off our two-part set review for M20. Now hit our theme song. <laughs> Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to talk about our new giveaway. We're going to look into another new set in, what is the second set, in two weeks. Oh, yeah. It's funny. This, like, we're talking about core set, core set 2020, M20. Yeah. Dude, that core set's already four years old. (laughs) (laughs) But before that, we have to thank our official sponsor, facetofacegames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. And you know what we forgot to shout out on Twitter or whatever? They did the uh, the face-to-face games open Saskatoon. We were totally there. And we totally were on their website, like, jamming games. And, and I forgot to mention that on oh, Twitter. We were giving out, uh, what is it, Modern Horizons packs. Oh. And we got to meet some cool-ass people. And we played some super fun games. We had a great time. Dude, I gave out so many M20 packs. You know how many Mythics I gave out? If I could have kept those packs, I would be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we actually did have some good stuff. One guy opened up a Yogmoth, both the different swords, two Horizon Lands, a Force of Negation. Yes, uh, I think those are the highlights. I think those are the big ones. But we gave away some cool stuff, and more than that, we got to play some great games with some cool people. Yeah, very much so. And we'll be looking to do the same thing at Magic Fest Vegas because Face to Face is going to be there. Ooh, I never even thought of that. could be a thing. I just thought of that this morning when I was washing my car. <laughs> hey, yeah, face-to-face. It's going to be in Vegas. Yeah. And then I get sprayed with dirt. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, social media coordinates? Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere that better podcasts are found. Your Apple Podcast, Google Play, all that stuff. We're CCO Podcast on patreon.com. And of course, face-to-facegames.com. And if that was a little jumbled or you missed something or you want a more complete listing, check down below in the show notes or head over to our official official home on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. And of course, on commandercookout.com, as you you say, giveaway tab, there will be a new giveaway highlighted today, (laughs) this episode, this week, today. And we're going to get into that, but I think we got to send out a quick reminder refresher whatever to our winners of last arcs giveaway uh we gave away three prizes and only one human has claimed it and it was the foil bag guy so go back listen to last week's episode listen through if you hear your name get in touch with us yeah that is for the face-to-face 25 dollars gift credit raymond brand or if you know Raymond Brand, and he's one of the guys that uses the podcast to fall asleep to. Come on, guys. Tell him not to fall asleep and listen how he won. And also, uh, Ju- what, what, how did you say? Juby Kibagami? Jubei Kibagami. From the iTunes review, Apple Podcast review, you've won the dark. The whole dark. So get at us. Send us an email. Get at us. Tweet us. Do what you got to do. So we got new arc. New giveaway. This ARC's giveaway, this is the ARC of no lists. We're not going to do lists. No lists, yeah. So we've got set review, and then we've got some other interesting topics to talk about over the next uh, few episodes. Yes, it's going to be a good time. 
first giveaway, we've got another $25 store credit voucher certificate. Uh, sure. $25 of credit to add to your face-to-facegames.com account that you're going to make to enter into the giveaway. Make an account, you leave a comment, you tell them that Ryan and Brando sent you, get yourself entered in to win that. I'm going to expand that a little bit to anybody who puts out a tweet where you tag CCO Podcast or CCO Brando on Twitter, where you're talking about or linking to face-to-facegames.com. Also cool. Yeah, and then that's 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 helping face-to-face out. We don't actually get anything from that, but we want, to, we want them to know that we are helping them out. Yes, we are a good investment. Look, I just broke my chair. That was actually the sound of Ryan's chair breaking. I hope the mic picked it up so that I can leave it in the show. I'm sure it did because that was fucking loud. <laughs> well, fatty. <laughs> yeah, loose. Stop eating all those tarts that McNutt made out in the newsroom. <laughs> MC Nutt made a, what was it, a almond and raspberry tart. It was very good. It was not terrible. It was, it was pretty good. I had three. <laughs> Anyways. Second giveaway. Oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna move to patron shoutouts, but second giveaway. I got your back. As with all new arcs, we do a deck giveaway. We do. This arc, the Arc of No Lists, Commander 2017 Special. I'm gonna call it the Kess deck. Because it's the Kess deck. It's the Anala Grixis Wizards deck. Kess. Kess, yeah. Kess deck. Yeah. Sealed in the package. That's right, and we will send it off to you. If you, much like the dark giveaway, leave us a cool Apple iTunes review, five stars. Whatever that's called now, Apple Podcasts. Did we decide that that's what we're calling it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll just call it that. That's what it's called in CCO Nation. Also, me and Ryan have been incredibly busy. It's the beginning of summer. It's a lazy, it's a lazy excuse, but it's true. We're going to get back onto our YouTube content creations so in order to spur us to do that. Motivate us to do that. We're going to beg you for comments and the desecration of the like button's ancestors. And if you do that for us on our upcoming videos that should be rolling out of the next couple of weeks, you get yourself entered to win Cass. Very much so. Yeah. Hot dog Cass, I think we were calling her because she's foil and she folded. Yeah, half. just in time for, uh, I guess, Modern Horizons to give you a non-foil mythic printing of Cass. We are going to send you... A folded in half foil hot dog bun kiss. Yes, and if you live in Canada and are into that sort of thing, since it is summer cookout season, we will also include a hot dog to put in your hot dog bun kiss. Yes, if you live elsewhere, like outside of the Great White North, then we can't send meat across any borders. That is correct. Mind you, hot dogs aren't really meat. Yeah. They're kind of like lips and assholes and chicken feet. and Yeah, and there's no meat in any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. But like, we're, not a, we're not a kosher butchery podcast. Oh, but, but... <laughs> But we do have a new patron sign-up gift that is very much centered around being outside, barbecuing, drinking beer with our funny cartoon altars that are summer-themed. Do you have a zombie with swim shorts on its head yet? I, ha- I haven't started any of them yet, but I do have a ton of cards picked out that will have the opportunity to have shorts painted on various parts of their body. Hell yeah. Or maybe some with, you know, their butt cheeks out, skinny dipping. I don't know. Excellent. Burgers, beers, hot dogs, swim shorts. Beach balls. Beach balls. Jaws. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it. See, you're way better at that kind of stuff than I am. <laughs> so if you wanted to become a new patron, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Any level of patronage will get you a nice, shiny, new cartoon altar. Not necessarily shiny, but definitely new and excellent. 
Not even necessarily new, but ef- excellent. Well, new to new to you, I suppose. Right? It's, it's like buying a used car. Yeah, it's new to you. You're you gonna get used car gifts. <laughs> 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 yeah, that went downhill fast. Dang. We've got some patron shoutouts. We do new patron shoutouts, and of course, my computer died, so I'm on the fly doing this from my phone. Excellent. We are professionals. Yeah, no, it's not that great. Now here at Commander Cuckoo, we get it right the first time, every time. You should put that on a shirt. First shout out. Chris McIntyre. Hmm. I got this. Okay, all right. Pseudo celebrity, brother to WWE superstar Drew McIntyre. Ooh. This is not as good McIntyre. Yeah, I like that. Because Drew like McIntyre is a, like a superhuman athlete, 6'5, 280 pound monster. I'll bet you our boy doesn't wear those goofy leather trench coats with the stupid spiky hook things on them though i wouldn't want him to spear me in that those coats are so ugly man like, <laughs> i thought you'd be into it i don't no, know like somebody looked at what, this what if huge a, man what if a girl was wearing those it's, no even no? then no i don't like it what if it was judith scourge diva she probably does wear those and i'll bet you people don't, don't take her seriously either yeah like come on judith we were afraid of you and now you just kind of look like you're trying too hard yeah hey do you like uh do you like chris trying too hard mcintyre <laughs> chris not trying as hard as his brother drew, drew mcintyre <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> oh i love all those are good options chris thank you very much next shout out lee wilkie uh how about leaking willie I don't hate that yeah leaking willie leaky willie weak willie Either work. Yeah. We hey. like options. Yes, options are important. Next shout out. Casey Andrew Mowat. I looked this one up because I thought it was my friend Andrew and his wife Casey trying to troll me. <laughs> Different address though. So Casey, Casey and the Mowat. I don't know what a Mowat is, but uh Is that like little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet but nobody knows what a tuffet is? Yeah. Is that like Casey Mullet? Ooh, Casey and his mullet. I don't mind that. I like that, yeah. We're going to bring the 80s back, bud. Andrew Casey Mullet. Next shout out, Sean Murray. Sean Murray. That's two first names, dude. That means you got to give him a last name. You know what? He actually gave himself the name on Patreon. Sean of the Yukon Murray? Get wrecked, Sean of the Yukon Murray. Your name in CCO Nason is Sean Sakamoto. Sakamoto's a last name. Yes. Yes. And Sean I like alliteration. Sakamoto. Yeah. It doesn't sound like alliteration, but it is. It definitely is. Well, thank you very much for becoming a patron. Yes. I don't know why people want these, but... Here we are. New patron, shout out to Michael Phipps. Michael Phipps. Very close to Michael Phelps. 900-time Olympic gold medalist Michael Phelps. Oh, that's Aquaman. Uh, yes, this is this is Michael Phipps. I wonder if he has 12-inch hands. That are webbed. Like Michael Phelps. Dang. Don't Google Michael Phelps 12-inch anything. No. Instead, Google Michael Phipps pseudo-celebrity 12-inch something. I wouldn't Google that either, actually. I wouldn't either. No. No, that's don't, not. Don't, don't Google a, a uh, masculine English name like Michael and 12-inch. Good call. Yeah, don't Google yeah, those. Yeah, good call. Good call for sure. Anyway, shout out to all the new patrons this week. We very much appreciate it. We uh, we couldn't do the show without you. We wouldn't be here without any of you guys, and if you are not in a position where you can be a patron, we have not forgotten about you and appreciate you being here as well, because without the audience, we would just be two guys in a room together, hanging out. We're happy you're all here, and uh, welcome aboard. Now, 
Corset 2020. We were looking it up on Scryfall and we were typing Magic 2020, like trying to like, why isn't this coming up? Why is this working? And we were so terrible at who, who would have thought that when the logo is an M and a 20, that the abbrevi- the set name would be Corset 2020? Who would yeah, stupid who, us, yeah, right? Who to think? And is is that how you is that how you're choosing to set the tone for this set? Truth be told. I'm just I'm tired of looking at new cards. I want to play with the. <laughs> I just want to get excited and then play the cards I'm excited about and not have to be excited for other cards. Yes. Yeah, so okay, let me ask you a couple questions about of M20 and our recent influx of new cards. Certainly. Have you finished updating decks to include all of the things from War of the Spark that you've wanted to add to decks? I have one more card that's going to go into a deck that I will be building. Okay, so the so deck isn't ye- built. So yes. Yes, but with an asterisk? Yes. Yes, yeah. so like if that deck was built, if you got off your lazy ass. Oh, no, sorry, we're busy. It's summer. I, yeah, got, it's, I got your back. I it, got your back, yep. fam. Also, I was going to start building it this weekend, but I can't because there's a whole bunch of shit that's going to go into it in M20. Oh, yeah. Now, let me ask you another Damn question. It. Have you finished updating decks with cards that have been released with Modern Horizons? No, no. Okay. No, I still have. There's a couple of cards I still have to get. That new fetch land, I need just one, actually. Okay. I do like L- that. Let card, me ask you one another one. Let many. me ask you another one. Are you going to be able to get your hands on all the cards from M20 that you're going to need to build decks with cards that are being released in C19 in August? Probably not. What I'm getting at here is. It's too much. There's a lot of sets, and we are heavily. I'll say invested in magic because we are content creators. We look at everything new that comes out. We focus on it. Like it's our job. It's what we do. Yeah. And we think that it's lots. It is lots. It is lots. And while we're thankful for having so much new and interesting stuff to discuss and talk about and, and get, it feels like it's hard to actually get it all because there's not enough time to obtain it unless we want to drop a whole bunch of money on brand new, like, pre-release prices and pre-release prices especially for modern horizons i don't know how bad m20 is going to be but modern horizons was insane i yeah i couldn't think of i was trying not to swear yeah that's how insane they were i was just i didn't want to just arbitrarily swear into the microphone yeah you know what i i i don't think that we're complaining we are just remarking that it is lots we're a little bit lamenting that we could obtain it all very easily. Go to face-to-facegames.com and just buy it all, order it, go to our local game store, just buy it all, it's fine. But I would much rather be introduced to sets at a consistent rate throughout the year instead of having like five in three months and then the other nine months of the year have two other sets. Like I'd rather have a consistent line of sets. I don't know what the word is there, but that that makes my mad, magic expenditure kind of more even throughout the year. I feel kind of like once we hit August and <sighs> C19 or whatever the hell they're going to call it comes out, we're going to have this then dead zone. We return to I don't care about Nika in fucking October. Because I just assume they're going to send us back to Ravnica again so that they can do more <laughs> yeah, Ravnica stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fallout. Ravnica Fallout. Yeah. And you, you actually would, you wouldn't mind that set though. No, I would If it was kind of a little bit of po- post-apocalyptic like... 
like Fallout. Fallout, I was going to, yeah. It's my jam. I do like that kind of stuff. But yeah, like it's just, there's going to be this kind of, it's going to feel like a dry spell. And it's like, well, you should buy all these new things that we released all the time. It's like, well, I forgot about it. Well, they're not new anymore because C8, C19 is the newest one. M20 is old. Modern Horizons is old. There's only two cards I care about in there now. Uh, War of the Spark is old because you jammed five more products down my throat since then. Should we put money down with all of our friends in CCO Nation? Should we all just make a pool? How long after pre-release weekend, which I believe is next weekend from 20, yep. will C-19 spoilers be out? I think there's already a date for C-19 spoilers. I don't remember what it is, though. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'll bet you they beat M-20 to actual market. <laughs> I'll bet you they do. Just, I, don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Was, let's talk about something good. Yeah. This there's sounds, of, yeah, this with, sounds yeah. like negative. I guess the, the moral of the story is that there's lots of products, but uh, we, we are thankful to have them all because... At the end of the day, it all it is all new, exciting game pieces for us. Whether we own them or not, they exist, and we have the opportunity at some point to obtain them. And, I mean, just looking at the set, I don't think there's too many things here that are going to just rock it up and be a million dollars, like the first Sliver or Urza. Exactly. Yeah, there's a few things that are going to obviously be insane money, because they're all always is but i think that these might be a little bit more attainable than the modern horizons cards yeah you know what i had i had a note before my computer died these are regularly priced packs so you're going to get them like for four four to five bucks instead of eight to nine which is great which is 15 in canada yeah which is like uh regular price and good for a core set i think they are starting to really of course wizards has has said a few times now that they do market every single set a portion of every single set for commander players. And of course the cards that are bombs and limited and bombs and standard and blah, blah, blah. Those are all cards that we also like. So there's commander cards specifically, there's standard and limited cards that are also good because just because they're good. So we get to, as commander players, reap the benefits of all of that. Yeah. Which is now like overthrowing the core set feeling in general or on the whole. Sure. So where are we starting? Well, usually we start with, I'm going to start with Planeswalkers, and then we'll hit some legendary creatures for this episode, yeah? Yeah, I think Planeswalkers, we start, we've got seven of them, and we'll finish out with some Planeswalkers, we'll finish out with some legendary creatures that we can go a little bit deeper on. Yeah. That's why we like, uh, the like two doing part these two-parters, right? We should say there's seven Planeswalkers, there's actually <sighs> 12, but the other five are those six drop ones that come in the pre-built decks, and they all suck. Have you read them all? Like, do you want to play them in any deck? No. Sorry. Re, I'll re-question that. Okay. Do you see any place where you would want to put them in decks? Like, no. as a as a franchise, like, I'll call you a veteran player? Absolutely not. As no. a new player? Probably, right? If I was a new player, I'd play one if I had it, but I would never buy a single of it. it I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe one of them is busted out of control. No. But no. They're all crap. Every one of them is a piece of shit. Okay, well, let's talk about the good ones then. Yes, let's talk about some good ones. Let's start with Ajani, Strength of the Pride. I think that this one's actually good. Give it a read. It's a five loyalty, white, white, two. Mono white, obviously. Ajani, Planeswalker, plus one. You gain life equal to the number of creatures you control, plus the number of Planeswalkers you control. Ooh. Okay, so it automatically fits into maybe a Super Friends build because of that. Minus two, create a two-two... It's a Johnny's pride mate. It makes it a Johnny's pride mate and moves him to three loyalty. Yeah. So it makes a 2-2 that gets a plus one whenever you gain life. So it meshes with his first ability. Very good. And then for zero, ooh, 
It's one of those good ultimates. If you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, total, you exile this particular planeswalker and each artifact and creature your opponents control. So if you cast him for four and you already have 55 life, you just minus zero him immediately and just exile creatures and artifacts your opponents control. You like you quasi Urza's ruinous blast everybody but yourself. Yeah, he just comes in and like bangs a stick on the ground and goes Whoa. Everything's gone. It's pretty cool. That's that. I like the flavor. I like that his plus and minus mesh. That that always makes for a powerful planeswalker. I like that he makes a creature that I like. Yep. Like he makes a creature that I already like. That's cool. You would play this one. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Should we move on? I think that the next one might be the most powerful one. I like the picture. Yeah. I like the picture of... It's a little bit anime-y, but she is originally from the uh, international series, Chinese series... Kamigawa? Nope. <laughs> Kamigawa? No? no? She's not from Kamigawa? No, I don't I, think so. I, I don't know where... I don't think we know where she's from. Give her a read. Kamigawa. Mew Yanling Skydancer from Kamigawa is a two-loyalty, three-mana, blue-blue-one, Planeswalker. Until your next turn, this is plus two ability... Until your next turn, up to one target creature gets minus two, minus zero, and loses flying. Whatever. Minus three, create a four-four blue elemental bird creature with flying. Okay. Sure. That's an air elemental, I guess. Minus eight, you get an emblem with islands you control have tap, draw a card. So I think top end ultimate, like, that's crazy strong in mono blue. Yes, that is insane. But... But getting there is... I, Takes 98 turns, but she comes down on turn three. Think she's getting attacked on turn three when everybody's like setting up with mana rocks and dorks and shit. Like, absolutely, dorks will jump over the wall with their little pea shooter pistols and they'll just pistol whip her till she's dead. You think this, if this planeswalker ultimates, you're playing at a table full of casuals that weren't ready for you and you're the scumbag. Yeah, I agree. There is no reason that this Planeswalker should ever... S the emblem shouldn't even be printed because nobody's ever going to get it. Do you think that uh, Do you think that she acts as like a, a little bit staxy, a little bit life-gainy because mana dorks, instead of advancing your opponent's game, mana dorks are used to kill her? Sure. She's cool. She's neat. I, d I don't know if I... I don't she think costs I, three mana! I don't think I'd play her just because she's kind of... I don't know. I don't her her yeah. plus her plus is crappy. Her plus and is she can't garbage. even she can't even minus when she enters the battlefield. Yeah, like when she comes in, you do something shitty. Yeah, you yeah you do. But it makes it so the like a mana dork can't actually dink her, and she goes to four, so the next mana dork only like dinks her for one. That's true. That's not terrible. It's not the worst, but I don't know. I just can't see her going super far. It is really. not it is notable that her minus three makes an elemental bird. That's pretty cool. It, it doesn't matter that it's a bird. It does matter that it's elemental. And there is like an elemental kind of sub-theme in this set. And I'm loving that. Okay, let's... Well, we're going to talk about that in the Legendary Creech section. Let's uh let's move on to the Black Planeswalker. Three guesses who it is. Huh? So, Mono Black Planeswalker, you have three guesses. Go. Well, I... The reflection off his forehead is blinding me. I can't see who it actually is. Give me a, give me a hint. It's Soren, dude. Of oh, course yeah. it's Soren. The, the statue behind him has more color in his face. <laughs> Mind you, I like this art. I think it's very representative of Soren, like, way back, maybe right when he first changed into a planeswalker. I don't know if that's 
released or canon, but he's like, ooh, I still want to be a vampire and use like a sword to kill people and stuff, but I'm actually a planeswalker. I can just snap my fingers and like break your dink. <laughs> so he's another three mana planeswalker. He only costs three? He only costs three. I only- love those three mana ones. And only one colored pip. So black two for a four loyalty planeswalker, Soren clearly, plus one. Target creature you control gains death touch and lifelink until end of turn, and if it's a vampire, you get a plus one, plus one counter on the creature. Holy shit. Yeah, that's good. Also plus one. You may sack a vampire. When you do, Soren Imperious Bloodlord deals three damage to any target, and you gain three life. What is that? That's like spinning darkness? It's lightning helix. Well, it's... Isn't it? But not in, in, in black. That's like sack a dude spinning darkness. Look it up. You don't have to look it up. It's spinning darkness. Lightning Helix. Minus three is his big one. You may put a vampire creature card from your hand into play. Does that trigger Edgar Markov to give you another vampire? I don't remember. I I don't know. Anyways, this goes in vampire decks. Like, for for sure, right? Absolutely it does. It's a... I think it's... I don't know. It might see standard play. I don't know shit about standard. I don't think there's vampires in modern... And I know there's lots of vampires in EDH, so we're probably going to see a lot of this guy because he is very good in a vampire travel deck. Let me reiterate. He's three mana? Three mana. And he just, like, gains you life, makes your vampires bigger, which is something you want to do with, like, the one, like, the one, one or whatever things that Edgar Markov gives you. But if you don't want to do that, you just sacrifice somebody and you deal three to them. Yeah. Yeah. He protects for, himself. For a plus, for a plus, this card is good. This he, card is good. He, he protects himself. He makes your aggro plan better, and he does the most powerful thing you can do in Magic, which is just not pay mana for your spells. That's does, why Omniscience costs ten. Does it give? Uh, does it give Death Touch until end of turn? Death Touch and Life Link until end of turn. Death Touch and Life Link really until end of turn. He protect himself, does he? He has a lightning bolt as on him as a plus. Oh, that thing's gonna hit me! Bang. Oh, yeah, because any target. Yeah. Soren Imperius Bloodlord is good. Yeah, yeah, we like this one. Moving on. Let's take a step down in power level to the one that I'm actually excited to play casually, but in no other no other thing. We're going to play talk about Chandra Awakened Inferno. Oh, this is the six-mana one. Yeah. the. Now, we talked about how six-mana ones are crappy. This one's actually still pretty crappy, but I like her, and I'll tell you why in a second. Red, red, four... Six loyalty for a Chandra. Can't be countered. Six loyalty? Six loyalty. That's lots. That's lots of loyalty. Continue. Plus two. Each opponent gets an emblem with, at the beginning of your upkeep. This emblem deals one damage to you. Okay, I don't mind that. So I like that for Norin. That's why I like this card. That's the only reason I like this card. You're looking to play the longer game. You're looking to do a little bit of like blocks and light stack stuff just to keep yourself from dying and kind of play the long game. Yeah, and okay. I mean, sometimes you just need to eke in those damages that nobody can F with. Kind of a little bit anticlimactic for red. Yeah. It's not right? Good. And also stacks and red, like unless you're playing Duretti, which wants artifacts, not planeswalkers. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Just, it, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit with what I envision red wanting to do, but continue. Yeah. Minus three. Chandra Awakened Inferno deals three damage to each non-elemental creature. There we go. I that's, like that. That's pretty good. Take like that, that. Soren Markov. <laughs> or Soren Whitehead. He really does have a lot of white on his forehead. That's that's funny. I'm glad you pointed that out. Maybe maybe it's showing that like he's ascended to Planeswalkerhood and can go outside in the sun now. 
Maybe. Maybe he's working on his tan. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he ascended through his hairline on his way to. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's like, you get a haircut? No, I just grew taller. My hair stayed the same length. <laughs> yeah. And Chandra Awakened Inferno's ultimate is minus X. Chandra Awakened Inferno does X damage to target creature or planeswalker. If a permanent dealt damage this way, would die this turn X out instead. It's a shitty ultimate. Yeah, who cares? You just use it to minus two to kill something you don't want alive. Yeah, she she's Chandra's. So she can't be countered. It's fine. It's like, it's good. But like, how often do planeswalkers get countered? Especially in a deck that is playing lots of them. I don't know. I'm not going to counter that one anyways. Yeah, like it's... It's pretty low power to have that attached to it. Well, whatever, she's fine. I'm probably going to pick one up and play her just because I like that plus two. How many how many plus twos do you get out of her? Because she goes to eight, and then she probably gets attacked. And if it's for less than eight, you're going to get another one out of her. So every turn, everybody's taking two. She's lightning. No, what is it? Sulfuric Vortex? Basically, yeah. But she's sulfuric, sulfuric Vortex for six instead of three. So you got to get another one out of her to get like more damage. She's only sulfuric vortex after you've activated her twice. She's, twice, yeah. yeah. It's just because you can't get rid of those emblems. That's my, that's my thing. That's why. Yeah. I'm, that's okay. why I'm going to test with her. I'm I like that. To, I'm willing to give her a try because she's going to do damage. That's just going to be damage all the time. And she's got eight loyalty. So, at the very least, if somebody's looking to get rid of her, like after you've activated her once, you're going to air quotes gain eight virtual life which yeah. is not terrible in a deck that plays dinky dudes like your noran deck yeah that's gonna let me save some time to noran them a few more times which is important i don't mind that let's do the other two chandras this is the chandra set right the, yes right this is supposed to be like her backstory like m19 was nickel bolus's backstory so we've got two other chandras that are supposed to represent her as a a very young planeswalker to being like a pyromancer to being big ass motherfucker Chandra. It'd be in I'm the angry one. She's basically Raphael but with less character depth. All right, the rare one, Chandra Acolyte of Flame is a 3 mana planeswalker. Red red one for a 4 loyalty planeswalker. First ability, 0. Put a loyalty counter on each red planeswalker you control. Okay, I don't mind that. It's like a super But it's each, each red one. Yeah, it's like a Red planeswalkers, I don't think, are the best. Got a bunch of Chanders. You got a bunch of you got a Koth. You got a bunch of Nickel Boluses. Yeah, like you could play her in other colors, obviously. But whatever. Play her alongside Nickel Bolus doesn't seem bad. Yeah, or some of the Gruel ones are okay. Like yeah, okay, there's, there's okay. Lots and of cool and you're putting a plus one on her because she's a red That's planeswalker, right. even though you're zeroing her. Okay. Anyways, so she's continue. Fine. Also zero. Create two one-one red elemental creature tokens. They gain haste. Sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step. Uh, I'm super medium on that. They're elemental, so that's supposed to matter, but you have to sacrifice them. What's the deal? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't have yeah. to sacrifice young peasy tokens, and I can storm to shit with them. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Minus two. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard for free. If you do, exile it. Flashback for, f- flashback for red, red one, essentially, because that's what Chandra costs, and you just minus two her immediately. You could do that maximum twice yeah if you never want to use her other ability yeah well you can use the first one to put loyalty counters back on her you just put a loyalty counter on her for zero yeah yeah that's what i mean if you just want to like minus two her and then she doesn't get killed and then minus two her again next turn you know what you know what i like the red finale from war x equals one that i can cast two one drop sorceries or instants from my graveyard for free Uh, i like that better same converted mana cost i can do both of them at once yeah I wouldn't play this Chandra in EDH. 
I am gonna try her if I get one. If I open one, I'm gonna try her in Omnath just because she, she makes gives you elementals. Tokens. Yeah, and then they have to die. Also, I think she could be neat in a green red super friends list if you ever decide to do that where you play her with doubling season because you can finally oh, like double up bro the amount. that sounds very cco nation yeah that so, sounds cco to me maybe that's a thing that we're gonna have to do yeah so okay. that should, that could be a thing not this arc though not this arc <laughs> sorry last chandra the uncommon one is chandra novice pyromancer it is a five loyalty chandra for red three plus one elementals you control get plus two plus oh until end of turn could, okay. Could be good, could be absolutely worthless. Minus one, get red, red. Yep. That's fine. I don't mind that. She costs two. You get, she costs two, but on a rebate. <laughs> <laughs> Minus two, Chandra, novice pyromancer, deals two damage to something. You could do that maybe twice. And then you got a plus, or you could do it a third time. She's, I don't know. I don't, I think that she's just in here because they wanted to do three Chandras. Yes. And it was obviously, like, late in development that they wanted to do it because the first one that they put in there has different art than the next two. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, wizards. This Wait. one's fine. This is this is your old, uh, oh, I'm going to make infinite mana with Koth and Chandra, four ability Chandra and... Cloudstone Curio. Yes. That's just, like, your... This is just another one to do it with. Yeah. It's there, too. Whatever. Uh, last one is Vivian Arcbow Ranger. She is a four-loyalty Planeswalker for green, 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 one. So they don't want you splashing her into stuff. Let's see why. Plus one, distribute two plus one plus one counters among up to two target creatures. They gain trample until end of turn. It's green. It's Whatever. Fine. Minus three, target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature or Planeswalker. Sure, it's green. Looks like it's going to go in the Bear Puncher deck. Minus five, you may choose a creature card you own from outside the game, reveal it, put it into your hand. Unplayable in EDH. I would not play this card. I also would not play this card. Moving on? Moving on. We have got a list of five legendary creatures all in monocolor. We're going we're gonna to bang through them, I think. And then we've got six three-color planeswalkers and then a artifact five-color one. So you think we can get get through all of that? I think we can. We're smart guys. We're, we're we're good at this. Okay, let's do it. What's the white legendary? It is Safara Sky's Blade. She is a seven seven for white 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 four. She's an angel. You may pay white and tap four untapped creatures you control with flying rather than pay this spell's mana cost. She has flying and lifelink and other permanents you control with flying are indestructible. Oh my god. They're just pushing the angels hard. I love this card. <laughs> I love being able to drop it on turn like three. Seven seven flying lifelink on turn three that makes my other flyers indestructible. I'm just gonna put it in a deck with spirits and birds that I can drop before it to pay for it and then just beat ass with indestructible dudes. You could play like the the six six for one with lifelink and does he fly he flies, right? Yeah. And then Lingering Souls, and that's her on turn three. Spectral Procession. Yeah, there you go. Can you play Lingering Souls? It's got flashback for black, doesn't it? Oh, is that me? I'm thinking of the wrong. Spectral, Spectral Procession? Procession is the white, 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 or 2-2-2 two, two, two yeah, hybrid. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I love this card. I love the art. It's so excellent. She's got, like, swords flying around her. I also like that. I was just going to comment on that. She's got the cool swords floating around her. She's I'd totally smoking hot, too. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd play this card because I don't play a lot of Angel Tribal, but the Angel Tribal guy at EDH&M will yeah, 100% play this. For sure. I don't think I have a chance with her. Well, you got Rebecca. She's she's great. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. This girl definitely could be a cam girl. 
yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah, let's not Google that. Speaking of wings glowing and things that cost way too much goddamn mana. We weren't talking about any of those things, but let's let's. What is this guy's name? Adamus ate ate my ass. Eat my ass. Ate my ass. The all-seeing. Eat my all-seeing ass. Got it. Yep. Blue, blue, blue. Three for a four-five Sphinx with flying. Has blue two tap draw two then discard a card. Whenever Artemis the all-seeing butthole wait, Artemis the all-seeing brown eye deals damage to an opponent, you may reveal your hand. If cards with at least six different converted mana costs are revealed this way, that player loses the game. <laughs> I love that. I love the puzzle that this guy makes because they're all just so... All the Sphinxes are just so... Do this weird thing and do my thing and eat my ass and then you fucking lose. <laughs> like, they're just so cool. I love it. And I just noticed the, the, the symmetry of the core set is... All of these monocolor commandies have three of their respective colors in their mana cost, and they're all kind of just big beaters. The blue one, of course, being the smallest because it's blue, but it says you lose the game on it, so it kind of makes up for being a four power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you just need to reveal cards, and if they have different whatever, and you just fucking lose. I think this is one of those cards that's going to be a really kind of fun build around y thing, but I think it's going to lead to just a whole lot of feel-bads. And it might. It's going to take out one person probably fairly quickly, and then it's just going to get dusted every time you play it after that. And you're going to have that one kid just sitting there going, wow. That I don't was know. Awesome. It puts a pretty weird build constraint on you. And like draw two, then disc a card. There's going to be times where like you have a powerful card in your hand, but then the other card that you have to discard might be the one that says you lose the game. And it doesn't say you win the game, it just means you. Some player loses the game. Yeah, you rock somebody. If somebody's world. got flying blocks, like he's, he's got to deal damage. It's true. This this one is just cool. Yeah, and there's no way Blue is going to put more than two cards a turn into their hand. That's crazy. That's really, yeah. And there's no way that Blue is going to play like a six drop. Yeah, no way. Other than the Sphinx, maybe you can bounce him with his ability on the yeah, stack. I mean, <laughs> what's next? Blue playing seven drops. Come on. A Blue playing ten drops. What? <laughs> what? How about an? How about? How about Black playing an eight drop demon? This guy. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's like, oh, Grizzlebrand, and just ban this guy. He's too powerful. He Okay, everybody, everybody, listen. Back away from the edge. He costs eight. Black, 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 five for an eight, eight. You're not going to be able to cast this reliably more than once, especially not in black. We have rituals. I don't care about big, bla big, big blacky dad mana. <laughs> big daddy black mana. He costs eight. And if you're gonna, ten. and then if you're gonna cast an eight drop, you might as well win the game. But you have to pay a whole ton of life, which makes you less likely to win the game. Villas, Broker of Blood, cool name, has flying black. Pay two life to a creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. And whenever, what if what if that was all that it said? Black, pay two life, just kill a creature. It's pretty good. So she's like black, black, pay four, kill a two two. Black, 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 pay six, kill a three three. Is that fine? It's good. That's probably fine. It's a good card. And it has whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. Oh my god! Oh, can you imagine? No. Can you imagine how many times this guy would trigger with something like uh, ad nauseum? Draw two with necropotence. Just pay a life. I'm gonna set one aside, then we get at the end of the turn. But I'm gonna draw one fucking right now. Yeah. Oh my god, this guy's so good. There's so many cards in Magic that just say pay a life, nothing else. There's a card that says pay a life, get a black mana. You use the black mana to kill creatures, to pay more life, to get more black mana. Oh, what if you killed your own guy that you got back? Dude, this guy is good, but everybody, listen. Costs eight. Back away from the edge. <laughs> he costs eight. Uh, response, 
kill him, what are you going to do? Pay 25 life and hopefully like, you draw something that lets you cast him for 10 next turn and you're at 15? No. He costs <laughs> 8, everybody. Back away from the edge. We're talking about the red one. He's way less exciting, I think. Yeah, but cool picture. He's got a rad picture on him and it's Dracuseth Maw of Flames. Is that really what he's called? Yeah. That's a great name, too. Wow! So, so far, I'm really impressed with this card. Let's keep going. Red, 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 four for a 7-7 seven, seven dragon with flying. Whenever Dracuseth Maw of Flames attacks, it deals four damage to anything and three damage to each of up to two other anythings. So he's just going to just ruin somebody's day. Yeah, so he attacks, he fours something, he threes something, he threes something. Wow. Hey, they all fly so far, too, hey? So far. Yeah, how, how come the green one doesn't have a reach? It's got Vidge. What the hell? Symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, this guy's good. He's just He probably just goes in your big big dragon deck. Yeah. I'm going to experiment with replacing my Inferno Titan with him in Norin. Oh, yeah? I'm going to experiment with it. It costs one more and doesn't give me an immediate benefit just for playing him, but he by far and away does more than Inferno Titan... Yeah, I Afterwards. guess I guess the uh, the question is is can you reliably attack with him on yeah. the turn after you cast him? Because Inferno Titan is just like six damage to three something. This is seven damage to four something, but is going to do more damage. Yeah, overall, like you attack with an Inferno Titan, you can dust three one ones. You attack with Dracuseth Maw of Flames, you can just dust their board and they take seven. Not terrible. Like, that's pretty good. Last one, Gargos Vicious Watcher. It is a green, 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 three, eight, seven Hydra with Vigilance. Is this our first Hydra commandy? After. Is this the first one that we want to use as our commander? Roshin Meandra was really good. But yes. <laughs> you only play Roshin Meandra because you get access to Rock Hydra and the Grohl Hydras. Anyway, Gargos' first ability after Vigilance is Hydra spells you cost, cast cost four less. So that already makes it better than yeah. Roshin Meander? Yeah, Roshin Meander had to tap to do four. This one just makes X four by uh, by default. So if you cast two Hydras at X equals four each, it's giving you eight mana. And more importantly than any of that, you can play, I think it's Hydra Broodmother. Is she the green, green, four, seven, seven, that when it attacks, you get a copy of it for each other opponent that's attacking that opponent? Sure. Just get that for two. It's probably fine. But wait, there's more. Whenever a creature you control becomes the target of a spell, Gargoyle's Vicious Watcher fights up to one target creature you don't control. You can target your own stuff and she'll still fight and then she can still block. It it can still block. Is it a she? I don't know. I think so probably, yeah. Sure. It's going to it's going to attack, it's going to fight and then it's going to block. Yep. And then it's going to make your army cost less. The, the downside to that, of course, being now you have to play Hydras. And I tried that, and it sucks. Well, maybe it's better now. Without red? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if mono green Hydras is worth losing the red. It probably is. It's probably just, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. It's probably this, fine. this one's going to give you more mana than Rasheen Meander, and you're playing mono green, so you're going to have lots of mana to spend, even if you don't have your, what is she got, six? Yeah. She got six. <laughs> she's the cheapest one. <laughs> and the biggest. <laughs> oh, no, she's not the biggest. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can still play uh, the best of all the Hydras, Chameleon Colossus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very excellent. And you can play one-drop Hydras now for free in that uh, artifact uh, changeling one in Modern Horizons. Hey, yeah. There you go. Free Hydra. <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. Okay, so green one's fine. If you're Hydra crazy or just like big green, there you go. Let's move on to... Are these the wedges or the the 
These are the wedges. There are five wedge commandies and then one shard commandy. There we go. So if you any any new members of CCO Nation, you flip the back of a card over, you pick any two colors and the color on the opposite side of the color wheel. If you connect those, it makes a wedge. If if the three colors touch tips with each other, they make a shard. So these are the wedge ones that we're going to look at first, and then we're going to look at one shard commander after. That was a great explanation. Yeah, that's it. That was a great explanation. I, right. I used my fingers to like make a wedge so Brando actually saw it. So you can do the same. Yep. So starting off with this first one, I saw this initially, and I was like, I like this picture. She's sexy as hell. I like that. I appreciate that. And then I was like, God, of course. She got wings coming out of weird places. It's fine. It's fine. I don't mind it. It's fine. Callie, a zenith seeker. Jeez, that's got some. That's got some. Um, that has some gravitas to it. Yeah, some prolific words yeah, attached yeah. to her naming convention. Hey? And, and the first word is Callius. You know, it's going to do something degenerate. So give her a read. So she's a three-three flying vigilance human cleric for Mardu. Mardu being white, black, red. So she's a three-three flyer vigilance for three. When she enters play. Look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal an angel card, a demon card, and or a dragon card from among them. Put it into your hand. Put the rest on your bottom, the bottom of your library in a random order. Neat. Not as good as first, Kalia, but hot, pretty good. Hot, quick take so we don't have to get crunched for time. I think she goes in your original Kalia deck mm-hmm. and you play this Kalia on turn three and you play original Kalia on turn four and you use the angels demons and dragons that you found with this Kalia on your turn four Kalia's attack off of a turn two lightning greaves that is correct i think that's what you do i don't think that this is a very good commander no she puts a she's a low cost thing that puts a high cost thing into your hand and that's that's it yeah, that's so, not very so good. So what do you do? You just crank it full of demons, angels, and dragons, and mana rocks? That sounds like every other commander deck to me. Yeah. So she's good, but she more enables something that's already happening. Super like the art. I wish that maybe it was like a little bit more zoomed out, and there was maybe like a moon behind her or something, you know? I think you can see her thigh tattoo. I don't mind, I don't mind seeing lots of thighs, especially if they're of the chicken variety and on my barbecue. Hell yeah. And there's beer. Would you drink beer with Kethis the Hidden Hand? I don't know if I want to do anything with a guy whose hands are hidden. They're not. You can see both of them in the art. Ah, dang it. One should have been below the table. Buddy's a liar. So he's a 3-4 elf advisor for... I'm so bad at the wedges. What the... Abzan? This is Abzan. Very good. There we go. That's white, black, green. Legendary spells you cast cost one less. That's pretty cool. Exile two legendary cards from your graveyard until end of turn. Each legendary card in your graveyard gains. You may play this card from your graveyard. Wow. This guy. This is a very interesting card. It is. This. And I got it wrong. So, like, I got it wrong. When you exile two legendary cards, doesn't they just cards. Do they say legendary somewhere on the card? Exile them. Other legendary cards in your graveyard gain the ability to be cast from your graveyard. Once you cast them, if you sacrifice them again, they've changed zones and that card no longer has that ability. So you'd have to exile more legendary stuff from your graveyard. I made the mistake of thinking that Hope of Gearapur just goes infinite and it sacrifices itself right on its own card. So you could have infinite ETB abilities because he would cost zero with, what's his name? Kathis's? 
Kethis the Hidden Hand. Kethis the Hidden Hand's ability of making your legendaries cost one less. I really wish that both of his hands weren't visible in the picture, because now I'm wondering if he has three hands. Oh! It makes me uncomfortable. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. you read, the, read his flavor text. I love it. The pen is mightier than the crown. Ooh. Maybe that, maybe he, he lives, he's an elf advisor, so he lives on the conspiracy plane, I think. That'd be neat. Yeah. Marchese will get him eventually. Next up, we Hold have, on, hold on. Are, oh. Do we like this guy? Do we play him? Um, I think you are more likely to play him than me. He doesn't do what I like to do. I already played Reki, History of Kamigawa, and I feel like this would be the same deck, just with two other colors in it. Which makes it a different deck. Which makes it a different deck. You play but... Reki in this deck. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You just cast stuff from playing legendaries from your graveyard. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's cool. I think that we're going to see some neat decks come out of this. I'm not going to be one of them. I think you see super neat decks come out of this. I think you do. And you're playing black and green, so you could just let him die and then just like reanimate him. You're also playing white, so you could just resurrect him. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, so he's in all of the, the, the reanimation colors. He kind of is like a Yawgmoth's will from for your graveyard. For your legendaries, I mean. He's neat. Yeah, I like that guy. All right, next up, I think this is Jeskai? This is Jeskai. Yes! Ba-boom! It is a 3-3 for blue, red, white, one with flying. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying, sacrifice a spirit, get a red mana. Two things, two things. Both of these reasons, I want to say... Just make me think, do not fuck with this card. <laughs> the first reason, you're going to play your blue and red non-creature spells to give yourself elementals, right? Spirits. Oh, they're spirits. And the spirits give you mana. And the spirits give you mana. Okay, so this, you ever play Skirk Prospector? Yeah, I did. In Goblin Token decks? Did I ever play Skirk Prospector? Do you ever play Storm decks? How many creatures do storm decks play? Zero. How many mana do storm decks need to go off? Lots. How many rituals are you going to get an extra mana for <laughs> for playing ritual cards? Like everybody's like, oh, I'm so excited for like a non Voltron attacky Jeskai deck. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to you play get this. a CEDH competitive storm deck. That's the only thing that people are going to do. And at me if you think that you are going to be clever and do something that isn't that. Like, at me. Everybody that said, oh, I'm excited about this. Look, I sound like you. Everybody that that was excited about this is like, oh, I'm just, here's here's my list. And it's literally just like rituals and high tides and removal spells and, and shit that's going to make me mana in addition to giving me a spirit that gives me more mana. Past in flames. Oh, I'm so creative. No, you're not. Okay, the second reason that you don't fuck with this card, <laughs> it's a Canadian goose on there. Oh, God, I hoped you wouldn't mention that. <laughs> Look out, everybody. We're coming to town, and we're bringing degenerate horse shit. That's what this is. Yeah, so I am going to paint Canada things all over this card, and I wish that it was just red and white because F blue. Yeah. And, and you know what? And I, I love the land of the free. I love the red, white, and blue, but if this is a Canada goose canadian colored storm commander like i would be all over it but you know what it plays blue so f this card agreed not that i don't like blue i just i wish it was i wish it was canadian colors only <laughs> <laughs> here's the one everybody's probably thinking oh brando's gonna be super hard for this card and you know what i'm not really i'm not this is uh wait let me let me yeah yeah, yeah. give him a read i love this card okay hang on let me is it 
it's you, you te- got it. Teamer? It's Teamer. You yes. got it. Who? Omnath, Locus of the Royal. So you're thinking, it's Omnath. Brando's going to He's have... just a Locus of something new every time with a different color. Yeah, they just keep adding colors, and I'm waiting for five-color Omnath. Oh, man. Then I'll be hard. But until I, I then... I don't think that we're the first... The first no. co- pair of content creators to talk about that, but I'm I'm interested to see how long it takes to get him to be five colors. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like in three years from now, Omnath will be the catalyst for the sixth color in Magic. Ooh, they, he won't be. We're patent pending now. We're trademarking that right now. You heard it here first. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Omnath Locus of the Royal is a three-three for green, blue, red, one elemental. When Omnath Locus of the Royal enters the battlefield, it deals damage to any target equal to the number of elementals you control. So he ETBs and your elemental tribal deck deals some damage. Okay. Yeah, fine. Next paragraph. Whenever a land comes into play under your control, you put a plus one, plus one counter on target elemental you control. If you control eight or more lands, draw a card. Landfall, your dude, your one elemental gets bigger? Yep. Eight land, draw a card. So eight yep. land, landfall, draw a card? Yes. In an Omnath deck? Yep. Seems okay. It's fine. You know what I'd rather do when I play a land? Get a five five. I can sack to draw five cards. You know what I do in that? You know, you know where I do that on your, turn four in regular your Omnath. Regular Omnath. What if you yeah. just like made your your girl Omnath deck better by adding blue and just landfall drew cards under all of the same pretenses of played like ten lands in a turn. So draw ten cards in a turn. Because I feel like all of those decks would just it would be me just drawing 10 cards in a turn so I get to real omnath so I could win the game. <laughs> yeah. Cuz the deck still wins totally by playing funny. the real omnath. So where does this card go? Does does he belong in elemental like five color elemental decks? Does he belong in his like does he do his own deck? Is he a new omnath deck? I don't I don't think so. I think if you're going to play elemental tribal, which is the first level of the card, you want to play Horde of Notions because it's yeah it gives you access to two extra colors and yeah. it's a neater and this creature. guy goes in that deck for sure yeah and he'll definitely hundred percent go in that deck and then the second thing is I th- it's not marginal but like I don't know I just think you can oh. with with a little bit harder work you can get a better effect of playing land in an Omnath deck that already exists hold on hold on I I, I, I got one for you okay what about get this Tatiova but with red added. There we go. There it is, that, right? Yeah, right now, like you got to have eight land. So they've added red and taken a a mana off of the total converted mana cost. Instead of five, Omnath is four. But they've added the caveat. You have to have eight land before you can draw a card per land. But when you look at it like landfall draw card, oh my God, that is like the best landfall ability, right? Or you could just play this and play Tatiova in the list, and then you already have landfall, landfall. Draw two cards. Landfall, draw a card, gain a life. Like it's L- landfall. Pump your guy. Draw two cards, gain a life. Or just play Tatiova. Just play Tatiova. I cut red. Play Tatiova. I just said cut red and play Tatiova. I don't. I don't know, dude. I think. I think add red. Landfall like crazy. So I have every land of my deck out, and then I have red to finish the game. What? How come you could never finish games in Tatiova? Because you were playing some dinky shit tribal, or you didn't have a finisher, and you didn't want to, like, use Omniscience. Or or whatever, right? Wait, was it, you, it was you a, like Comet Storm? Yeah. Now you can landfall Comet Storm. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out. I think it's good. I, I, I like it. I think it's fine. I just don't think it's, like, great. I think it's a cool card. I think it's a card that I will play with, 
but I don't think I'd build him. You know what? I'm excited. Teamer's my favorite three-color combination, and this is the first Omnath. Like, Omnath is somebody's, is everybody's something, or is somebody's everything. You know what I mean? Like, you've got an Omnath, Smitty's got one, F.U. Evans got one, and this one is, is like the one that I think is for me. There you go. Even more than the Canada Goose one is for me. I this like one that. is for me because it's Teamer, and I, now I can be part of the Omnath Club. You know what I mean? We're bringing you in. Yeah, it's just, one of us. That's, that's one it. of us. Yeah. I like that. Okay, last one uh, before we get to the outlier of the six. Yeah, we have got. I think this is this the one that everybody's the hardest for. I think this is the one that's going to see the most play. Yeah, this one I think has the most different build potential and fits into the most existing strategies. And it is Yarok the Desecrated, and I. Don't know what this. This one is, is the Saltai com- uh, commander. So black, green, blue, two for a three-five elemental horror with death touch and lifelink. If a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So it's Panharmonicon on a dude for everything. For everything, I gotta think of a f- sweet. I gotta think of a. He's. Panharmonamander. He's Commander Monocon. I like that. You like Commander that Monocon, yeah. That's okay. the one. That's okay. it. So he doubles all your ETB triggers. We were just talking about landfall. Yep. We like the question is like, is this guy replace Muldratha in like the value decks? Because Muldratha just lets you get your ETB abilities from the graveyard once per turn. Does this guy just do that instead? Well, you could put Yarok in Maldrotha, and then you could play Yarok with Maldrotha. Or, and or vice versa. Stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. This guy might go in, like, my, my lands deck. You know where he's going to... He, you know what? My lands deck isn't a lands matter deck, and it's not a landfall deck, but because it's five color, and a lot of the time it wins off the back of, like, a Splendid Reclamation or a Scape Shift with a, like, a Tunneling Geopede or Retreat to Hagra in play. Like, it just deals landfall damage to people. So if I could landfall damage times two, everybody, that is, that's a lot better. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. It also is going to make what is who's that the Gitrog monster combo? I think it makes it good too in the. Yeah, it's not Gitrog color, but if yeah. you're playing Gitrog in a like a lands deck. Yeah, it'll it'll get you there. He's very good. He's going to go with Omnath in your five color elemental deck. I like that he's not Jund. Because then he would just go into the Jund land thing yeah. that everybody likes, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck all that shit. But he's super good. We're going to see lots of him. He's going to be competitive. I think you could probably build a neat casual deck he's with not him gonna be. He's not going to be air quotes C-E-D-H, but yeah. he's going to be good at, the, he's going to be very powerful at the casual tables. Absolutely, he will be. Yeah. Last one? Last, second last one. All right, right. Because yeah. we've got, we got that one more. Yeah, speaking of lands, right? Rianne, Angel of Rebirth is a 5-4 four angel for red, green, white, 2. That makes her Naya. I know yep. those ones. Got flying. Other multicolored creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0. Oh, and whenever another multicolored creature you control dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Multicolors get big, and uh, you get your multicolors back. And it's an angel. And is this gets them back like at the end of every turn? At the end of the next end step. But just at the... Oh! So if your stuff dies on somebody else's turn, as long as it's still around, does it come back? Yeah, at the end of the next end step. So if you have a sack outlet for a multicolored creature, you could just get it back every turn. Well, it, it's another creature, so it doesn't get itself Oh, yeah, back. so that's what I mean. You get the thing that you sacrificed back. I don't like it. And it's only the owner's hand. I don't like it either. Yeah, I don't... 
I don't like it. I think I think Fu Alex wants to build this, and I'm I'm hoping that he's got maybe he sees something that we don't. Maybe he does, but I just think it's another goddamn Naya commander that wants you to play dudes, and now it's resilient to wrath effects. But now you have to play multicolored. I don't mind it. I I like whenever we get new three color commanders because it's like you go to EDH rack and it's like. X amount of thousand, X thousand, X thousand, nine hundred, nine hundred, nine hundred, and then there's like twenty lists for everybody else. So maybe this is because it's new and magic's booming. This is going to be another one that you're going to see more than twenty, but less than five thousand lists. Yeah, probably. It'll it'll be right in that medium three color range. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. Angel guy will pick this one up too, and then he'll have a uh, Naya Angels deck. There you go. Maybe I don't know. That's that's fine. Should we do the last one? Let's do it. Okay, last legendary, and I've got a I have a thought here. I'm going to run by you. Sure. Golos Tireless Pilgrim is a 3-5 scout for 5. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a land, put that card into play tapped, shuffle your library. Also, it has Wooburg 2. For any land. Hold on. Any land. Any land. Okay. It has Wooburg 2. Exile the top three cards of your library. You can play them this turn without paying their mana costs. You can pay them them this turn without paying their mana costs. Yeah. What do you think, Ron? I think that people are super hard for this guy, calling him the saddest robot because he finds you any land. And he's kind of this, like, he's like a better Solemn Simulacrum, right? Right. Five-color commander. People are interested in finding and bouncing him a bunch of times to find all their guild gates and mazes end. They're excited to play him with, what is it, the... the Amulet of Vigor that untaps your maze end, maze's end so you could use it immediately to find, like, something else, right? Another guild gate. They're excited to play it with exploration-type effects where you can play additional lands. So you can go white, blue, black, red, green, two, search for three lands, is it? And you can play them? So, no, you exile oh, exile the top, the top three. Sorry, it's exile then... the top three cards, and if they're all lands, you can just play your land for the turn. Exploration one into play. Oracle of Moldiah one into play. No, you just it, whatever they are, you play them for free. No, but you can only play one land per turn. And hey. if and if you exile three guild gates from the top of your library, and you're on the guild gate plan, yeah. you you can't win. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the most common things. I've had a whole bunch of people actually contact me saying, "Hey, is this a new commander for your lands deck?" Because it's it does have the 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 mazes and win condition in it, but more so than the lands matter air quotes landfall get your lands back get trog, win grace kind of lands matter deck. Mine yeah. is like the forty two card legacy land deck where it's looking to lock you out based on the lands I have, and really my five color child of Alara, as a play it for five, sacrifice to destroy everything on everybody else's board. I think that that's better for my deck. But this one I can certainly see being the helm of a maze's end lands matter deck. You know that's, th- that's my take. You know what I think of this, this, this card? What is it? I am so fucking sick <laughs> of them printing five color commanders just for the sake of it. Like, hey guys, here's a deck. And you know what? Because we want you to play this deck, we're going to make it so that you can play all five colors in it. You know what? I am so goddamn sick of that, it, it actually pisses me off. The, you, you're going to like this, though. You're, I'm going to flip yeah. this on your head, and you're going to be happy for it. Never. Yes, we've seen a whole bunch of five colors hidden in um, activated abilities. Yep. We've seen a, f- a couple over the last year just right on the card. It's a five-color card. Wizards has gone on record of saying we wanted 
at all times to have a five-color commander in Brawl. <laughs> that makes it way you worse, man. You didn't even laugh. I thought you were going to laugh so bad because no. literally zero people play <laughs> Brawl. That was that was for Kyla. I said literally on air just so Kyla could hear it and then ask you, why did Ryan say literally nobody plays Brawl? Because <laughs> nobody plays it. Nobody plays Brawl. But they, they, they didn't know that it was just going to be a shitty dead format and everybody's going to play Oathbreaker and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to design these two years in advance and harp harp, our new formula is going to, or our new format is going to be so awesome. And then they've got all these five color commanders that nobody's going to play in Brawl because nobody plays Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> and I still, I still hate it. Oh man. I can't wait for the two years to be over so they stop this shit. I'm sick of this. I liked Morphone. I liked Morphone a lot. Yeah, that's cool. But I... Can't play him in Brawl, though. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was the greatest. But F this guy, F Sisse, F Joda, F all of those guys. I've had enough of this crap. If you're going to print a five-color commander, have it cost fucking Wooberg and then do something else. Don't just give me a card that does something I want to do and then put Wooberg in the cost to try and entice me to use him. And don't make it a sliver. <laughs> That's fine. Well, that's fine. I'm fine with them. I'm fine with them not being. Yeah, slivers. you're fine with slivers, but f everything no. else. That's like I'd interesting, be, right? <laughs> I'd be fine if I'd be fine if they did. making things that are five colors is the least interesting thing you can possibly do because it takes every restraint off of your deck except how much money you want to spend on your mana base. Unless you're playing Mazes End, which makes this card at least interesting in that you're trying to win with Mazes End. <laughs> Unless you're playing something totally like casual, the shitty like yeah. Unless you're playing a deck that totally bends over to something that removes one land from play. <laughs> yeah. I'll which, activate Which you. is the exact kind of thing that you'll hear about on the next, next episode, episode of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We can, we can spin it as in, in any yeah. way we want it. At the end of the day, I mean, yeah. like yeah. I mean, it's cool. I'm glad that they're making... I love Lands Matter decks. It's cool that they're making a Lands Matter Wooberg commander. You know, you know what? You know what? No. You know what gets to me? I hear what you're saying, and, and this is the part of it that I agree with, is that... Yeah, you're taking all the constraints off except for how much money you want to spend. It's like it's all the way competitive or it's all the way jank ass casual. Yeah. And there's no like there's no in between. And I know there's going to be people sending lists and saying, "Yeah, well, what about this? What about this?" Yeah, there's yes, I understand. There's ways to build things and you can make it 75% or whatever. Yeah, look, I'm playing Gorlos Tireless Pilgrim super huge ramp good stuff just to Instead of getting mazes and you get omniscience. It's so much better. No, it's not. <laughs> I ramp into omniscience and decree of pain. This is so much better. No, it's not. Yeah, then just like, just, yeah. I don't know. God, I think it's fine. I, you know damn. what? I don't think I'm going to play it, but I do I do recognize and like the fact that people who do want to play jank cards from a terrible set, Dragon's Maze. Yeah. If those people get something for what they want to do i like that i respect that uh, but i'm glad they only had mazes end in mind when they printed this card because only people who, <laughs> the only thing that you're going to invest seven mana in is to play three lands every turn that's definitely what's going to happen and it's funny is like to do that you have to invest hundreds more dollars because oracle Maldai and Sisa, or um azusa, azusa? No, ain't cheap <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's excellent. No, I like it. I like oh. that those people get their card. That's good I, on you guys. I very much like it. It's like it's like the person who wants to play slivers but can't afford any of the other Wooberg slivers who just is like, I got I got ten bucks. I'll buy a pack of Modern Horizons and then they get the first sliver. It's like now you have your sliver commander. 
Yeah. I, I recognize that that card is like 50 or $70, so it's not... It's still one of those expensive slivers, but yeah. you can just get it for ten bucks. Yeah, you can just, just go like get you one, can yeah. get your Golos Tireless Pilgrim on FaceToFaceGames.com <laughs> for like whatever it is, a dollar. Yeah, and you can jam all the mazes ends you want and get Strip Mined and Wasteland. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe you just play Strip Mined and Wasteland in your five color deck, and you're just like, screw it, it's an artifact deck that I just like using Mana Rocks to exile the top cards, and it's still a Lands Matter deck. Maybe I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. That's I like fun. that those people get a card, but I'm going to stick with my Child of Alard and nuke your board. I'm See you later. I'm just going to play Omnath and kill you first. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> F it. So there we have it. There's part one of our glorious M20 two-part set review. Yeah, we got into it, too. It's good. We did it. I like it. So we're going to be back tomorrow Yep. to revisit part two. We're going to go over the rest of the set. There's lots of neat stuff. I'm going to call Ryan out on a thing. Ooh. That he chastised me for a little while ago. Good. And I'm going to get him. Thank you very much to all of you for listening. And thank you very much to our generous sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store. And we will see you again tomorrow to talk about more M20 on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo! Mazes and...